You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network. As we continue on with our exclusive Third Watch recap series, we are moving through the third season swimmingly. We are on to the 18th episode. This episode makes this season legal, apparently, in Australia. Uh, it is called The Unforgiven. The April 15th, 2002 is the day that it aired. The April 15th? I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, this is one of these ones where we kind of heard a teleplay and a story. So the teleplay written by Jorge Zamacona, Julie Hebert, and Scott Williams. Story by Jorge Zamacona. What a name. Jorge Zamacona. Uh, and it was directed by Felix Enriquez Alcala. And this is an interesting episode. Interesting episode, interesting episode, interesting episode. Uh, my name is Ben, and you have no idea what I'm capable of. My name's Darvell, and why won't you just leave me alone? Because I need you to co-host this with me, Darvell. We can do it, my friend. We can co-host this together, all right? Be strong. Um, yeah, The Unforgiven. This is an episode of Third Watch. Um, look... This is just an. This is a weird episode. Like it's kind of. I feel I'm going to be on the critical bandwagon here, and people are going to think I just have an agenda against religion, um, because like I, you know, the one episode I've binned of Third Watch was Demolition Derby, and a lot of my criticisms came around the preachiness of the religion in that episode. Uh, and I feel like I'm going to be saying some similar things when it comes to the preachiness of the religion in this episode. So I want to reiterate from the beginning: if you are a religious individual listening to our show. I do not mean any offence by the things I may or may not say in this episode. I will admit I am an atheist, so therefore I'm going to have a different viewpoint on certain things compared to some other people. So please say right now, well, I'm going to say that I do not mean anything to offend. I respect people's beliefs. I respect you if you wish to believe in something. Um, that's me reiterating that with a bit of a disclaimer in this episode. But even outside of that side of things, it's a weird episode, this one. You mentioned last week you couldn't really get into it. I'm going to say it's kind of boring, this episode. It really is. I mean, it would have, it probably would have been, it would have worked if they had shown the events of it as they happened as opposed to flashbacks, I think. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Because this is, it's kind of similar in many aspects to, was it Officer Involved, the one where Davis shoots that guy? Is that Officer Involved? Yes. Yes, it's Officer Involved. It's kind of similar. But Officer Involved does it better. Um, so, yeah. How I, do you see it as similar to Officer Involved? Uh, it's kind of maybe a bad comparison. I guess kind of... I mean, I, I guess Davis's was definitely a, a accidental shooting. But in a way, Sully's is too, because he kind of, spoiler alert, thinks he's shooting at the bounty hunter, but he's obviously shooting at uh, Manny, or what was his name? Not Manny? It is Manny. Manny. Yeah. Manny. Um, so... Yeah, I think that's where I see the similarities, if you know what I mean. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. And, like, also, we already kind of had an episode with, um, Sully and a priest. So, it's kind of a bit of recycling going on here, but in a weird way. But, um... Yeah, I mean, to me, like, I love the fact that... I, and I mentioned this last week. I love the fact that Giancarlo Esposito's in this episode. I love this man. He's, like, anybody who's seen Breaking Bad loves Giancarlo Esposito. Because, like, as I kind of said with the Chevchenko stuff, as Fring, like, the kind of the big, big bad of this show, like, he's just so fucking good as a villain. Like, he's just so good. 
maybe the greatest, one of the greatest villains in the history of TV. He's up there maybe with Benjamin Linus from Lost. It's kind of just like this great, unassuming villain that's just so good. Um, but yeah, like, I just, I just can't kind of get on board with, um, with this episode. It's, yeah. God, I'm, I'm just really going on about this, aren't I? We haven't even started yeah. talking about it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I said a couple episodes ago that there might be an episode where I'll break my streak. Well, this could very well be it, but we'll see when we get to the evil overview at the end. I'm telling you now, I'm breaking my streak in this episode. Whether that means I'm renting it or binning it, you'll have to wait and see at the end. But I, I'll, I'll spoil it right now. I'm not buying this episode. So <laughs> we'll just have to see whether I'm going in the yellow or the red. So uh, keep that tension rolling. But I, I kind of think even the way we're going to talk about this is a bit weird because I, I feel we can get through this episode pretty quickly because it's like... Not much really happens. This is the thing. There is there's in the grand scheme of things. There's one thing, Darvell, which I will say right now that they could have saved this episode with, that would have been amazing if they could have pulled it off when it comes to a flashback. And I will get to that when we get to that scene. But we kind of start off. We've got Sully. He's washing his hands. He's staring at his ring. We get a flashback to the wedding. Now, just I remember talking about this when we kind of had this episode earlier this season about. Um, Sully and the wedding and how I remembered we do get to see kind of a glimpse of this wedding. And I remember saying at the time, like, oh, is this, like, did they film this at the time or, like, you know, and just had a deleted scene or did they... I'm going to say they actually filmed it for this episode because I think I mentioned that Savannah Hask, uh, a.k.a. Tatiana, appeared in this episode and I kind of got it confused that this is the one where we kind of see her as, like, a waitress at, like, a stripper bar or something like that. But, no, obviously they have filmed that scene for this episode because she's credited on this episode as actually appearing. So, it was a flashback. They would have kind of said, like credit only or like flashback or something like that whereas they've actually yeah. filmed this scene with it so that's kind of you know weirdly how it is but that's that's obviously what it is so I like the fact I do like the fact that we kind of finally see the, the wedding because as we know they kind of just went to the courthouse got married that was it um and it's kind of cute when like the, the celebrant's like you may kiss that and like Sally's already started kissing her <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of cute um, yeah. but like we get Sully and Yoko. Remember the last time Sully and Yoko rode together? That was, uh, one of the Faith episodes. Uh, the second Faith episode in season two, which is Know Thyself. Uh, so that is the last time we saw Sully and, well, the only time we've seen Sully and, um, for Yoko's ride together. And even then, that was kind of a blink and you miss it scene, wasn't it? This is kind of like a blink and you miss it. It's kind of at the beginning of this episode we see it. Um, so we, this is where we find out, obviously, that Bosco's seeing O'Malley still. Um, so that's kind of, you know, that Sally says, I think that's what he needs. Uh, and then kind of just like this scene where obviously Yoko's is like, oh, you know, Bosco's got nobody. You know, I've got my husband, you've got your wife. And then obviously this is the first time that uh, Sally yeah. tells someone about it. Isn't my it? wife. Yeah, my wife. Yeah. He obviously, she my obviously, wife. he opens up to, um, to Yokus about this and you know he's obviously saying that you know he's been going to bars and trying to find out if he's she's there and I, like, I kind of like that line and you might be able to replay this here for me Darvel when he's like oh some of these Russian joints you feel like you're the foreigner give me some Sally come on I want some Sally lay it on me Darvel okay <clears throat> some of these Russian joints you feel like you're the foreigner there we go hello hello Skip good to have you on the show finally hashtag thank rep- you it's an honour reply to my tweets um but so they're like they're, they're driving around here and they kind of pull up outside a park and then Sally's like, this park? And then, you know, Yokus is obviously, oh, yeah, no, I used to play here when I got looked after or whatever it was. Then we get a guy running out and kind of, you know, back here, back here. And then we find a little girl in a box. 
um, a dead little girl, and um, we find out this is the second girl in a month that's been found, and then kind of, you know, Sally, what does he say? Like, oh, everything, you've been a cop for too long, and, uh, you know, yeah. he kind of says, I need to go home, I feel sick. Now, this is my first problem with this episode. This this is this is dirty kid in a box. I'm sorry, but it is. Like this 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 has nothing to do with anything. Like you're gonna argue that yeah, okay, it sets him off and then like yeah, he kinda says it to the, the priest later on about like, oh we found a you know, a kid in the box, where's your god there? We don't need to see this. Like he could just mention that in passing. He could be like, Oh, a week ago we found a kid in a box. Where's your god then? Like what what purpose does us seeing this kid in a box have to this if this whole episode was about finding who did this to this kid fine it's an episode you know like if yokus is going to be affected by this because she's a mother she hates like you know crimes with kids fine it's a, it's an episode like it's it's a storyline on it and like even the fact that kind of you think sally wants to go because he feels sick because he's seen this kid but then it's kind of like oh it's not it's not that you know it's it's you know it's this and kind of he's he's more affected by the fact that i think he sees his park that where this crime happened rather than what happened to this kid I just, this kid is yeah. Dirty Kid 2.0, but it's Kid in a Box. <laughs> Hashtag Kid in a Box, is that... Is that Hashtag Dirty Kid in a Box. <laughs> Hashtag Dirty Kid in a Box, there we go. Dirty Kid in a Box. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, Sounds like a kid's song. Dirty Kid in a Box. <laughs> Dirty Kid in a Box. That is a weird kid song. Uh, <laughs> who put the Dirty Kid in the Box, little Jimmy? Who did it? Who put the kid in the box, the kid in the box, the kid in the box? Who put the kid in the box, the dirty kid in the box? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, oh, sung by Bobby Cannavale. Um, <laughs> With guest appearance by Darvell Stewart. <laughs> Coming soon to a soundtrack store near you. Um, I mean, I don't know if like you have anything to say on it. It's just pointless. Like... It's a shock value, of course. It's, it's a terrible thing. Like, they've found this kid in a box. It's terrible. But, like, what purpose does it have to this episode? None. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I probably won't have a lot to say about oh, this episode. Fine. Like I said, I don't have a lot to say. Episode, I just couldn't get into it. <laughs> I don't really have a lot to say. Uh, I love Third Watch, but I mean, like, this episode, like, I just forget kind of how lame this episode is. Um, so, yeah, Sully needs to go home. He's not feeling well. Uh, so he talks to Lou Swirsky and kind of like, oh, maybe I'll rotate you off the strips. Oh, no, no, it's not that. You know, I just need to lay down for a while. Um, so Sully's like walking around and we get... The thing also too that's kind of weird and takes me out of this is like, we. I'm not one who's anti-flashbacks when we kind of see these memories. Like, I'm not down on that generally on shows when they do this. I mean, I'm fucking covering Lost and that's kind of what the show's about. But like, this is just odd. That Like, he's kind of so down on this and like... I feel that this episode needed... If we're going to have this episode, we needed this, like, two episodes ago. Like, it just kind of... It's... It feels like we're kind of so disjointed now from the whole stuff that happened in superheroes that it's kind of like, well, this is kind of shoved down our throat. Oh, remember that Sully's a bit sad? Uh, and then even, like, the fact that he's in the bar and he's downing de- he's downing these shots. Maybe this is a case of, like, where you get confused. Is this season three or season four? Because, spoiler alert, kind of Sully turns into a bit of an alcoholic next season. So, it's kind of like, well, what are we yeah. watching right now? Like, is this season four? Uh, I guess you could say, well, it's laying the foundations for what's going to happen, like, if Tatiana's out of his life. But, um... I don't know. I just don't like how it kind of sets it up here. And then he's in this bar. We see the this priest. I'll send a drink over to the father. We've got suspicious barman. Like, oh, no, you can't send him a drink. He's a priest. He's our friend. Like, 
dude, like, why can't he send him a freaking drink? Like, if this is like, you know, <laughs> Sully trying to pick up a hot blonde. Oh, no, that's that's Jenny. Don't send her a drink. She's a friend. Oh, here's my badge. I'm a cop. Send him a drink. Like, what? who is this barman? He's a douche. Um, a douche nozzle. Douche nozzle. Thank you. You, you remember. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so Sully eventually, like, Sully sits next to this guy. So, like, if Sully's gone to sit next to him without buying him a drink, he's like, oh, don't sit next to him, he's our friend. Like, fuck off, barman, you're a wank. Um, but, he's a wank, apparently. But so, this is, here we go, here is, uh, TV's Giancarlo Esposito, uh, aka Father Romero, and, um, this is where we kind of get into our flashback storyline. So, we're having this conversation, Sully's like, oh, you know, I went by the park, first time I've been there since it happened, um, kind of the, the father's like, are you avoiding me? It's like, why? Like, Sully just has a thing for avoiding priests, apparently. Um, and then we kind of, um, start this flashback. So it starts off with Father Romero in a church and he's talking to, uh, the janitor, aka Manny. Um, and then we're going to hear sort of, uh, a, a boom and this guy obviously runs out to save a, a kid. Uh, and basically he runs in the building, saves a kid, but in the meantime, uh, Jimmy's hanging on to him and Jimmy drops him. Uh, which it's in weird slow-mo and kind of then we get, uh, you know, Sully saying like, oh, if only the firefighter didn't, you know, only if he died when he was dropped, then, uh, you know, what is, what is, and this is kind of like, you know, uh, God, that wasn't his plan. It wasn't in God's plan. Yes. Which, you know, I'm not going to go on about my feelings about this, but you know, uh, but like, can I just say, like, so we've got the flashback. It's like, okay, here's Jimmy. He's doing something. Here he is, in a flashback, nonetheless. This is what I was saying in the other episode about how we get Taylor on the squad, in a flashback. Uh, you know, Doc and Carlos show up. We're going to see Davis. He's okay. Like, this has only really taken place within the last year or so, because obviously Taylor's on the squad. So it's kind of, it's got to be in the case of the last 12 months or so. The thing, Darvell, that I think would sell this, that maybe I wouldn't be so down on, because it would be a bit of a nostalgia factor, Get Bobby back for it, because it's a flashback. So Bobby's alive in this timeline. Like, and I'm, maybe they tried to for a bit of the nostalgia purposes, but maybe Bobby Cannavale just was not down for it. But just think about it. Like, how would this work if all of a sudden, instead of Doc and Carlos showing up, you're really taken back into a flashback? Because there's Kim and Bobby. Like, how cool would that be? Or even, like, do it to a case where you go back so far in time that Taylor's not there, but Jerry is working with Doc. Like, you know what I mean? Like, see how that would yeah. work better than what we get? Yeah, it really would. And and I've said before that I think that the whole, that this whole flashback storyline, I've said before that I think it could work if 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 it wasn't a flashback. Yeah. Because it just feels so weird. I agree with that. Absolutely. Like, why do you need this to be a flashback? Like, wouldn't it be more tension- if you kind of have this episode where it's played out from this perspective from the beginning. So, like, it's kind of... Imagine the ending of this, how it would be like, you know, when he's drawing the gun and shooting and that sort of stuff, and then maybe he goes to see Solace in The Father at the end. So, I mean, I, I see what they're trying to do with this episode about kind of having this kind of Sully living with guilt and kind of having to seek Solace, because, again, it's kind of that line when Yoka says, like, oh, 
you know, I've got my, you know, who does Bosco have? And like, kind of, it's implied, well, Sally's got someone. But remember, before Tatiana, Sally didn't have anyone either. So it's kind of like, this is kind of him skulking back into his own ways in many aspects. So I, yep. can, I can see what they're doing. I just think it's poorly executed, this episode. So I'm with you 100%. Yeah. I think that don't do this as a flashback episode. It's still going to have the same effect. And if you're going to have a flashback episode, which, again, I'm not opposed to flashback episodes, but I think that you need to... The, the thing with flashback episodes which work with flashback episodes and makes them memorable is when you do bring back characters who have died. I'm going to think of an episode of ER in season 15 when obviously the final season and they're kind of going out of their way to bring back George Clooney, bring back Juliana Margulies, you know, bring back, you know, Eric LaSalle, bring back these former big names who were used to make this show big. They they wanted to bring back Anthony Edwards, who of course played Dr. Green, but they killed Dr. Green mm. off, spoiler alert. Uh, it's kind of, in a way, it's weird because, like, in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to be covering an episode of ER, which is kind of around about the time Doc Green's dying. So that's a whole other kettle of fish. But, um, like, what worked to bringing Dr. Green back in season 15? It's like, how do we bring back a dead character? And it's ER. It's not like it's a fantasy show. So they kind of had right. one of the characters have a flashback to when they were last at the Cook County General Hospital and Dr. Green was there. So that's where it worked. It's like, wow, this flashback, like, yeah, awesome. And you kind of had so many subtle references, I remember, in this episode to things that were happening at that time in ER. So, like, as a fan, you're going crazy, like, yeah, I remember this. I remember that. Like, oh, that's Doug. You know, that's George Clooney's character. I remember that name. And, like, it worked. So if you're going to do an episode like this, like, what are we nostalgic about in this episode? Nothing. Davis is working as a cop. Like, well, okay, he's only been shot for, like, four episodes. Taylor's on the squad. Okay, we still know she works there and she just could be it. So, like, there's nothing for us to get nostalgic about. So, this is where they they failed by not getting Bobby Cannavale or not getting Jerry, uh, Michael, whatever his name is, back, Rispoli, to play Jerry. So... Yeah, that's that's my two cents worth how this episode could work. Yup, man. Man, oh man, why did Third Watch have to try this flashback thing here? Yeah, well, look, <laughs> I think they're going to try and fail when it comes to it. So, I mean, look, I, again, yeah. we really can skim through a lot of this stuff. So, kind of in the flashback we get... We talked about this the other week, didn't we, about, like, douche nozzle uh, cameramen... You know, and he's another one yeah. getting told off. But I kind of think that's important mm-hmm. for the plot line because that means it's going to be out in the news and kind of it's going to what's going to lead into it. Um, so, yeah, there's kind of like back and forth flashbacks here. And, you know, um, we the the wife of Manny sort of comes here and oh, I'll be at Angel of Mercy Hospital. We'll see you there. Um, you know, we find out they've been married for 22 years and, oh, I wish he would take as good care of himself as he does for other. Uh, then we're in the hospital and she's complaining that we can't afford this and then basically like, oh, I don't want this to be on the news. Like, we're very private people. Like, can't you stop that? Um, and then kind of we get the, still in the flashback, uh, we get Davis, uh, and Sally here in the car and let's pass around a hat, get some money for it and everything along those lines. They go to the hospital, they're gone, um, and then kind of just... It's weird sort of in the, like, Sully in the bar talking to Father Romero. We just kind of get these, like, him narrating in many ways this episode, you know. It's, oh, so I went to the one person I thought I could trust. And, of course, here we have the flashback scene of Sully going to Father Romero saying, like, hey, we collected some money. Can we, What's his address? And, like, oh, he's very private. I'll take it to him. Like, you know, it's like, oh, why are they protecting this guy so much? Um, <coughs> yep. Are you right? Need some water? You good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, then kind of we're back in the flashback again, and we kind of see uh, the, the wife of Manny bashing up a guy who uh, we find out her husband shot him, and we find out this is a bounty hunter. 
uh, aka Bill Stram. Now, this guy Luke looked familiar. I've looked by... him up. Playing by Dean Winters. Do you know who Dean Winters is? Dean Winters. Oh, oh gosh, I. He's I been in shitloads of some... things. I'm fairly certain. If he's the guy I'm thinking of, I'm fairly certain he's been on SVU a few times. Law and Order SVU. Uh, you are correct. He's Brian Cassidy. Brian Cassidy, Law yes. Order SVU, yes. Uh, other credits recently, I guess. Uh, it's a bit of a serious regular on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think I know him mainly from 30 Rock, where he was Dennis Duffy on 30 Rock. Uh, he was on Rescue Me, which um, I was told, actually. Hi, Orkides. He messaged me recently. And again, he's going to listen to this episode about six months after he messaged me. Um, I talked recently about how Third Watch was only ever referenced on an episode of 30 Rock. And then it was also referenced, of course, on uh, what was it, Out of the Blue or whatever it was with um, a character's grave in that episode. But I was told uh, by Orkides... Shades of Blue. Shades of Blue, thank you. Uh, I was told by Orkides that in an episode of Rescue Me, which is, I believe, about Dennis Leary as a firefighter, if I'm thinking of the right show... Um, yes. They apparently in an episode reference Third Watch. There's apparently an episode where they say, oh, I've been watching too much Third Watch recently. So... Apparently, there's a third one to tick on the bucket list. So, thank you, Orkidas. I've got to mention that on a few episodes ago. Um, I've yeah. meant. I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to watch. Rescue I've heard it's good. Actually. I've heard Everybody. it's good. Yeah, um, it's kind of one of those two uh, thousands FX shows that kind of made FX a, a big deal alongside of Nip Tuck, also covered here on the Oz Network. Uh, I used to watch uh, Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles. He was uh, on that as well. So he's been a lot of things. If, Oz, I think, probably is what he's best known as, according to IMDb. I never watched Oz. I remember we mentioned that with uh, Bobby Cannavale and, and Paulie, the actor who played them. I think we're in a gay relationship in that show. Um, but yes, yeah, so he's apparently in like fifty six episodes of Oz. So, yeah, he's been around. Like, in the name again, like, you hear uh, Dean Winters, like, you know, and you see his face. You're like, oh, yeah, I know him. So, anyway, here's the bounty hunter. He's Bill Stram. Uh, we find out here that Manny is wanted in California. There's a $20,000 reward on his head. Um, and basically, we're going to find out through flashbacks and everything that uh, Manny was a driver in a, I guess, a, an armed robbery or something along those lines. I'd just come back from the Vietnam War and, uh, yeah, he sort of got away from it. So it's, it's, I mean, it's, look, again, the storyline's pretty good as in like, yeah, is it good? Like this guy's repented. It's been so long. He's living a, you know, a decent life. He's helping people. Should this be held over his head? So it's kind of like, I, like, yeah, this goes back to what your point is about how, this shouldn't be a flashback episode, and it would work very uh, still as effective. But it's just it's just poorly executed because it like the thing that I think this episode doesn't work is like you kind of said it's hard to get into. I said it's boring because it's like there's no tension. Like you kind of don't care whether or not he gets caught or not because I think it weighs it down with Sully having conversations with the father in the bar. It's just it's bulked down yeah. by this sort of this back and forth, you know. Um, it just it just doesn't work. Um, no. So yeah, I, I kind of I do like the scene though when like this bounty hunter guy's like locked up and Bosco's of course you know you know Bosco's going to want to talk to this guy about like you know oh, yeah so what do you do and it's like oh you know this is what I do there's no dental but I make a hundred thousand dollars a year and I don't have to knock like you guys do uh, and I kind of like how Sully's like dismissive of him and Bosco's like Sully the guy was a badge. Um, you know, like, <laughs> it's good to see Bosco back, I think, a little bit here to kind of what we're used to. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But then we just, you know, Sully in the church when he's like, this is kind of where we find out what he did. And like, you lied to me and, you know, that he's wanted to murder. You know, kind of like he's a good man that made a mistake. And, <laughs> um, oh God, I'm just going through my notes here. Uh, what are we? There's so many things here we can just skip over. Um, yeah. Because it's just like the the ones that weigh you down here that are kind of gelling over just what Sully says. It kind of flashes us back here to kind of, you know, things going on. Um, with Sully talking to Manny's wife, you know, and she's kind of just like, look, I want to arrest him before, you know, he's going to get killed by the uh, the bounty hunter. And then just kind of like, there's this whole section here where she's like, oh, are you married? Do you have kids? Then you don't know what you're talking about. Like, okay, I understand that to a point, but it's still kind of like, you know, it's still, Sully's not the most, he's not unsympathetic. You can still sympathize with the person. Um, but it's, uh, the thing too that kind of is weird with this flashback timeline, it's like, again, this isn't obviously that old of a storyline because, like, you've got a, the window of Taylor coming into it and Tatiana coming into it. It's kind of a very small window there, isn't it? Like, they're kind of introduced within yeah. a few episodes of each other. So, it's kind of... It's it's weird to kind of think around that sort of stuff, which, again, going back to my point, like, make this older. Make this, like, three, four years old and have Jerry rocking up or something like that, you know? Maybe, like, you could... Think about the things we could have in a proper flashback episode where, you know, like, you could have seen Jerry. Maybe we could see Doc's wife. Like, maybe. Like, we've never seen... We never see Doc's wife. I think we see a glimpse of a photo from a distance. Um, you know, so just little things like that. It's kind of you know just how we could play it out. So, yeah. uh, I mean, we, we look. I wonder who would. I wonder who would have played her. Random thought. <sighs> yeah, I. I can't even think of anyone. Halle Berry. That's the first actress that came to my head. <laughs> you think Halle Berry would have made a good Deborah Parker? I think she would have been too much of a big name to get onto Third Watch in 2002. <laughs> like, maybe if they did this show in 2017. I mean, Halle Berry's already kind of gone to TV, so sort of her career's fallen by the wayside slightly. I mean, she's still an A-lister, but she's just not as big deal as she was in 2002. Because I think she won the Oscar in 2002, didn't she? It was around about this time she won her Oscar. 2002, she was in Die Another Day. So, so um, yeah, so she was like as big as she ever got, basically, in 2002. So they weren't going to get Halle Berry. But, um, yeah... Uh, I, I think kind of we do know that Third Watch will kind of do two flashback episodes at least in the future, but they're memorable ones. Like we kind of get the the Bosco Yokus in the Police Academy storyline, and obviously season yep. six, you know, one of the more memorable storylines in season six, the whole like flashback to Sully as a young cop and kind of what happened with Davis's dad. So um, that was a good storyline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I I, I think that's a great storyline, and it's a season six storyline. So see again, season six. Has its moments. And again, I appreciate season six every time I watch it. So I might be a lot kinder on it when we get to it than I've been kind of teasing with it. But I'm not going to be kind and fucking the vampire storyline. So, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, Dave was getting a blowjob from a hot dog vendor. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but, uh, this is what happens on an episode like this. We just get so, so, no, it doesn't. All episodes get sidetracked, Ben. What am I talking about? Um, we kind of get this scene between Sully and the the bounty hunter dude. I'll race you to him. Um, and this is, like, again, just the cheesy little nature about this whole, like, flashback with the conversation with Sully and, and Father Romero. Like, God put people yeah. like him in the world, but God put people like you in the world. You don't know me. It's like, yes, I know you, John. It's like, does he? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm so lost wonder. and bored in this episode right now when it comes to even reading my notes. Darvell, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Um, 
But well, we get that line of telling you have no idea what I'm capable of. Um, and you know what? And this is what is what does he say? Like what? It's Father Ramirez. He's like, oh, it doesn't matter what happens. It's the results or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So this is where we kind of get in the flashback. We get the, this is what happens. This is kind of, you know, the ultimate payoff for, you know, this whole storyline around Manny. Like, you know, he's a bad guy. He's been chased by a bounty hunter. Sully's, you know, racked with guilt because he's been in the park and that's why he's gone back to his father in the first place. And essentially, we kind of see this chase and we've got, you know, uh, the the bounty hunter, Strom. Like, obviously, you know, he's mine, Sully. Like, you know, I'll race you to him or whatever he says. And then we kind of get to this standoff where Sully's pointing a gun, thinks it's Stramp, Stram, uh, over, uh, Manny. So he shoots this person after giving him a few warnings. Turns out he actually shoots, uh, Manny, not Stram, to which Stram's, you know, you're a dumb bastard, you cost me 20 grand, and, uh oh, plot twist, he shot Manny, which we kind of knew was going this direction anyway. Um, and then, you know, Sully's like, oh, I didn't... How could he not know who he was aiming they at? They look different people, like, this Manny guy's, like, tall and kind of, like, you know, a bit bulky. Like, Stram's, like, lean and lanky. So, it's like, you know, one's black, one's white. I know it's dark, but, I mean, come on. Even I can see that on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is, that's exactly right. Like, it's kind of just this what's dumb about this storyline. It's kind of, it's not like they look like each other. Um, so, yeah. And then, like, you know, he's like, I, I killed him. It's like, well, he had a gun aimed at you. Uh, and then kind of, this is like just the, the throwaway bit about back to dirty kid in a box. We came across a girl in a box today. Where was your God today? Um, and look, this is maybe the bit where I offend some religious people. So tune out for the next 30 seconds. But I hate it when like people then come up with an excuse like this. Like you speak about like a terrible tragedy. Oh, he created the lamb and the wheel and this and that. Well, strengthen our resolve. And so it's just like, that's your excuse. Like, yeah, like, don't get me started. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, well, I can, I can, I can tell you that you didn't, aff- you didn't offend this co-host. Okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, <laughs> and I'll go ahead. And, you know, as a, as a Christian, you know, sometimes I find myself asking, asking that as well, you know, where is God when all this horrible stuff happens? And I don't know. That is a, Sometimes I, I just do not know. That is an episode for another day because once you get me started, yeah. I'm not stopping. Believe me. You think I, you think I ran about, you know, fucking dirty kid like Jesus Christ, literally. Um, but so like... <laughs> okay. So then Sally's obviously, you know, I killed him and, you know, um, is this why you lost your faith? Maybe I didn't have any. It's like, oh, it's been a tough year for faith, pal. And just, I'm just reading these quotes because it's just all back and forth conversation. And then it kind of ultimately leads to, you know, their, their confrontation. And Sally's like, made a mistake. I made a mistake. You know, such as, you know, and it's like, oh, what are you talking about? You made a mistake. Um, and it's like, oh, you know, such as my wife. And we get the flashback. I drove her away. Um, I drove her away. Yeah, and then this is kind of when he has the whole, you know, if we don't have losses, you know, how are we meant to know what we're meant to overcome? Fair enough. Um, you know, you can become a drunk or a hermit or, and he's like, or, or, um, <laughs> that's a storyline there. <laughs> We've just chilled over that so quickly. <laughs> Basically, in summary, Sully's guilty because we drove past a park where he accidentally shot a guy who was wanted for murder 30 years ago. He had a bit of a biff with a, a bounty hunter, and now he feels like he needs to go to a bar and talk to the father about it. That's And he's questioning faith. He's guilty about Tatiana. He's questioning God, even though Sully's not exactly Mr. Religious anyway. So, um... Yeah, that's kind of where we go to from, from that storyline. Yeah, that is in essentials. 
the plot of this episode. <laughs> I don't know if I ever kind of summarise stories enough on these episodes. But, um, yeah, so... The one thing, though, that I kind of think, like, I, I mentioned that there's at least one scene in this episode that is maybe in the argument for a top five, but I kind of think we've already locked our top five in right now that this doesn't bump any of the other... The other five moments that we've already sort of got in there are so much more better than this. But this is still... This is a top ten moment of the season. Kind of Sully coming over to visit Davis and kind of just this conversation between the two and, you know, just when he's like, oh, I just want to let you know... Sully's how. completely hammered. Yeah, but just, I love how he's like, we'll remember this again in, like, a season's time when he's just sort of getting drunk and he's always on Davis's couch. Um, but I, I just kind yeah. of like this, you know, I just want to say how sorry you I am and just, just know that I love you and if anything could happen to me... Oh, that, that is sweet. Like, it's like... Oh, it is. Know that I love you. It's the you. one redeeming... It's one of the few redeeming qualities of the episode. Yeah. I mean, the thing, though, that kind of also, I will say, takes me away from this is the weird close-up re- uh, editing here of Davis making a cup of tea. Like, why is it so dramatic that we need to zoom in on him, like, turning the stove on? Like, it's like, ooh, Davis is turning the stove on. Like, I mean, you know, back in Requiem from a Band Awake, when kind of you got Paulie lighting his, you know, uh, cigarette on the gas stove and you've got, like, the drip coffee. Like, that's a good use of, like, zooming in on an inanimate inanimate object. That works because it fits in with the scene. This has no reference to actually kind of fitting with the scene. Um, But, uh, yeah, I kind of like the fact that, you know, that... This is obviously where he obviously admits... I keep saying obviously. He obviously, obviously, obviously admits to Tatiana, uh, uh, to, to Davis, that Tatiana's not there. I'm writing solo. Yeah. I, I do like the line he says, like, you told me so, right? Um, so, you know, he's laying on the couch and then, you know, you forgive me? Yeah, I forgive you. And then kind of we have this weird flashback to end it, which is just kind of like we've just had such a great emotional scene or maybe this episode's saved. It's like a good scene between these two. But then we get weird flashback which I don't even know if it's a flashback. He's, like, fantasizing about Tatiana being all sexy on the bed and, like, red lingerie. Uh, to then he also gets Girl in the Box, the shooting, uh, the the random flashback of Are You Married, Officer Sullivan, to the shot of Manny and uh, the wife's daughter. Uh, and then we get the, Hi, I'm so glad you're home, when she's not home and he's fantasizing. Boom, end of episode. It's just, it's just weird. Like, I don't get, like, you know, I mean, I get why they're doing it. It just doesn't work. No. No. Oh. Anything else to say? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm no. afraid. Hang on, don't don't give me any reviews here. I just before I do, we get to that. I didn't know if you had anything to add on the episode. Anything to add on the episode? Don't give me a no. review just yet. No. No. All right. I, I just want to read the summary here on IMDb for the storyline. This is legitimately what it says. This, to me, sums oh, up God. the episode. Ready for it? Okay. Faith and Go Sully ahead. find a little girl in a box. Sully has flashbacks. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is pretty much it. So. That that definitely sums up the episode. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Evil or Review. This is, this is intriguing. I'm so intrigued to see what you're going to do here, Darville. Well, consider my 29 buying episode streak officially broken. Right, so we're not buying it. So what we, are we... We're, we are not we're not buying it. Honestly, for the very first time in the history of my time here Uh-oh. on this podcast, Uh-oh. I think I'm going to bin this. Oh time. my goodness, I would like I will honestly say I was not expecting you to bin it. I thought you were maybe going to give it a low rent. But, oh, talk, Davel. I'm excited. I don't know why I'm excited for a bin. This should be the opposite. I should be sad. But talk to me. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I just—I'll just be repeating what I said before. You know, I just could not—I just could not get into this episode. I mean, it—I'll say it for the hundredth time: the story would have worked if it wasn't in flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Other, otherwise, it's just. I don't know. I, look, I, I'm weirdly excited about it's this. It's poorly. It's poor. It's poorly thrown together. I'm weirdly excited about this because I'm going to be completely honest with you, Darvell, and this is for both you and Brandy. I like. I like. I. I feel that I can be. I guess like a bit more critical of this show in some weird way, and I'm open to being episodes because I've already obviously been one in the lead of this. I kind of felt like you and Brandy would never be in an episode, and I'm not saying that as a negative to you guys. I think I kind of like that sort of fandom of an of a show that you still like would never be in an episode. So I'm kind of weirdly excited for the fact that you've actually finally been in an episode. Uh, you've beaten Brandy to the punch. So uh, congratulations, Darvell. This is a weird thing for me to congratulate you for, but I'm smiling. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> or were you just happy to hear me say Ben? Well, I, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm one for stats. I kind of like it when streaks get broken. Like, records are made to be broken, but you've set a, a nice benchmark there. But it's kind of, it's weird, because, like, on our, like, the two other shows that we cover, Lost and Nip Tuck. So, like, on Lost, um, there was an episode binned within the first seven episodes, and that was Noah. He did that. I didn't bin my first episode of Lost or episode 15 of season one. On our Nip Tuck series, like, we went all the way through to season two, episode eight, when I binned it. But Nick, my co-host and that, it took him to season three, episode six to bin an episode. So, kind of the streak. This is the longest sort of streak that one of the people on the show hasn't been someone that's actually been broken. So... I mean, kind of between yourself and Brandy, uh, you know, you've gone 62 episodes uh, without binning an episode, you know, mostly buying a few rents in there. But that's just, it's an incredible streak. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm glad that you've binned it. So, because yeah, I... Well, it, yeah, go, the, go ahead. the streak was bound to get broken eventually. I'm binning it too. I mean, I had this as a bin straight away. So, like, um, I'm glad that I've kind of got a back up there for the bin because the only other one I've been so far, obviously, was Demolition Derby back in Season 1 and Brandy bought that one. So, I kind of felt a bit orkies in that one. But, um, yeah, everything that we've summarised, this is just a weird, boring episode. And can I just also point out that after 62 episodes on my ranking, I've actually ranked this as the worst episode so far. I've ranked this below Demolition. I'd rather watch Demolition Derby than this episode. So, um, yeah. So, as of right now, after 62 episodes, Darvell, nearly at the halfway point of Third Watch, this, to me, right now, is the worst episode of Third Watch. So, um, will it remain there? Probably not. We've still got Snowblind to get through. But, um... <laughs> God, you really hate that episode, don't you? <laughs> this, this might this might get to a uh, bottom 10 at the end of our, you know, 132-episode run. So, um... Wow, this is this is big news, Darvell. We've we've broken ground here. Our your first bin, our very first double bin on this show for third watch, and wow, there you go. And people thought we weren't being I mean, of, you know diplomatic. Course, <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, we would still rather watch this episode of Third Watch than absolutely a lot of other stuff. Hundred percent, you're hundred percent right. I would watch this episode over a many of bites of some other shows. I would probably watch this over any bite of Sex in the City. So, <laughs> I would 100% watch this over Didn't any bite watch- of Grey's Anatomy. 
<laughs> when did you ever watch Sex in the City? I think when I was like 12 or 13, hitting puberty, I didn't have any porn and I thought there'd be sex on my TV, but there really wasn't. So, um, <laughs> you know, I was horny 13-year-old. I'm a horny 30-year-old. What am I going to say? Uh, anyway, let's move away from that awkward sentence. Uh, let's um, move on then to next week. So uh, we are off to the greater good. Now, this is a weird episode that kind of has a really over-the-top, cheesy, comedic storyline to it. But I randomly oh, love the it. One, <laughs> the one with Kim and Kim Alex and a PDA. Like it's, <laughs> like, it's so over-the-top, cheesy, bad in terms but of the comedic. But it's I love it. Like, it's just, I just should not like this. I should be ripping shit into it. But I just cannot help but love Kim and a PDA obsession. Um, <laughs> it's just, there's just something about it. Uh, which I just absolutely love. Uh, we sort of get a bit yeah. of resolution around the whole, um, you know, Kylie stuff uh, with with Carlos. Um, but yeah, I, look, it's it's a it's 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 a decent episode. It's it's fucking so much better than this week. Um, but yeah, I, I just kind of like I'll be interested to see going going over it how we kind of end up on it. But uh, I don't know if you have anything to reference on the greater good at all. Or yeah, uh, this is actually. I've hinted at this, but the ending of this episode is was really when I when I really started to like Carlos. Okay. Yep. I think I've said that to you off. Yeah. There, no, I think you have but... too. So I'm interested to kind of see it in that, and um, you know, you can you can sell me a bit more on this storyline, which again, I'm not I'm not yeah. maybe liking a little bit more this time around than I usually do, but um, yeah, I, I look forward to to kind of going over that. One thing I also say too that um, I'm excited for too. Uh, I just said two twice in the space of a few seconds there. Um, is that after this episode, we then get to go into our uh, two parter, our uh, ER third watch crossover, which I can't wait because we officially get to recap an episode of ER uh, on this show in mm-hmm. uh, two weeks' time. Even though we're gonna we'll air both the episodes on the same day, so you will be able to download mm-hmm. our, which is going to be weird because we're going to be technically recapping an episode of ER. But we'll obviously tie it a lot into the third watch stuff because there's not going to be a whole lot we can really go on the ER stuff because I'm sure you and I will remember bits and pieces. I haven't watched rewatched ER in a while, but I still remember a lot about this storyline just because I've re- I've watched this episode so many times. Probably the the episode of ER I've seen the most in my life. That and the one where Lucy and Carter got stabbed. Um, so yeah, I'm looking for that's in two weeks' time, but we'll we'll go through to create a good first, of course. Yeah. Before we get to the ER third watch crossover, which is exciting, <clears throat> exciting times for me. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on uh, Twitter, subscribe, and uh, yeah, don't if you if you kind of joined us randomly, like oh, I'm gonna watch Third Watch, I'm gonna watch The Unforgiven with Ben and Darvell. Don't base your love on Third Watch on this episode. Like, like I would be turned <laughs> off maybe by watching Third Watch, watching this episode. Um, it's a much better show than this episode ever portrays. But uh, anyway, yeah, uh, subscribe. Uh- Subscribe, Spotify, Stitcher, all the usual channels. And, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to bringing some decent episodes for you next week. And can I just say, I believe this might actually be officially our shortest ever episode of Third Watch uh, on the Oz Network, which is a good thing, is it not? <laughs> yeah, because there really wasn't much to talk about here. Actually, uh, so no. no, no point, no point in dragging it out. By me dragging this out in the last bit, I've actually just made it the second longest, uh, shortest episode. Uh, season three, episode three, after time, believe it or not, was our shortest episode. So, how does that work? That's actually a good episode. Anyway, um, as we kind of worked out, I think with after hours, when it's a good episode, you don't criticize it as much. So maybe this episode should have been like three hours long. But anyway, we just wanted to get it over and done with. So I'm glad. I'm gl- 
that's how bad it was. <laughs> uh, my name is Ben, and pff, I don't have anything to say. This episode shit. <laughs> my name is Darvell, and same here. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.